Man, um, this series has been super good for me. I want to make sure you guys know um, the, the mission of our statement is uh, we, we want to make sure that we are making disciples. This is why we exist. And so this series, though it, um, it's so important because of how imperative it is for us as followers of Jesus to know and recognize his voice. And as I've talked to people over the years, hearing God's voice is like a crazy riddle. Like, how do I know that God wants to... You grow in any relationship. It's got to improve. You've got to learn communication. And so we've kind of circled some, some baby words that God begins to whisper. Now, as you're a child, you learn a few words. You identify those words, and your language grows from one word, two words, three words, so on and so forth. It'll be the same thing spiritually. Here's what you need to know about this series. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. My sheep know my voice. And they follow me. That's important because some of you are like, I've never heard God speak. You, maybe you've never heard like the audible voice of God, you know, Char, Charles Stanley speak to you, you know, uh, this is the Lord, you know, but, but you have heard him speak. In fact, he is speaking to you every day. The key is, can we learn the tone that he speaks in? And so we're talking about the language of God, learning to tune our ears to the tone of his voice. And we were talking that a lot of people here don't know music. We don't know the key of G. But you can learn the key of G. You can learn Portuguese. You can learn Chinese. You can learn any language you want. And you can, in fact, learn the language of God. And so what we did was we circled um, five words. And I want to teach you those five words. I'm telling you, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. He is not dead. He is alive. He does speak. And he does speak to people that desire to follow him. And so today we're going to teach you another word. But I wanted to highlight the first three words that we said really quick. The first word, does anyone remember the first word that God speaks to all of us every day is? Come here. Thank you so much. I love that you do that. He says to all of us, from the moment we get saved, he, God is, he is about relationships and he is calling you to come and have a relationship with him. And it doesn't just start with salvation. It will continue every day of your life. God is talking to you, and it's hard because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of uh, billboards. There's a lot of stuff that's flashing attention. But he is saying to you, come every day. Then he's saying, this is good. God wants to define the things that he loves and the things that you should love in your life on a daily basis. Every relationship needs to know the things that are good for its relationship. And God wants you to know the things that he loves and will improve your relationship with him. The third thing is no. You got to know what is not healthy for you, what is not good for the long-term relationship that you have with God. And that brings us to this week, and I'm going to teach you the fourth word that God is speaking to all of us every day. Is this good? Cool. Before I tell you it, we need to pray for your pastor. Dear Jesus, Lord, help. Amen. Okay, I, um, I need lots of help this morning. Man, listen, I don't know... Um, Worship team members, you guys are really, I'm thankful for all of your giftings. We, most churches that are our size don't have nearly, like there are churches that have thousands of people in their church and don't have talent like this. So um, I'm, I'm grateful. Listen, man, it's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for all of the people that say, hey, look, I can make coffee. And I'll show up early and we, just all the departments of our church, our kids ministry, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Cool. This week, we're going to talk about when God says, wait, wait. 
Now we're talking about when you learn the, uh, the language of God, it actually is the same language that you would learn as a child. And the, one of the things that a parent would say to their kid every day is wait, 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 just wait, just wait, just wait. And this is something that's repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. And in fact, it's the same thing. So what's flesh is flesh and what's spirit is spirit. You must be born again. So you've learned English, wait, Many of us have learned the word, but not the act, right? Uh, but now you have to learn the spiritual word, wait, and you have to learn the act of waiting. It's super important. Every parent says wait. And as I, as I, I prayed for this message uh, weeks ago, I was not actually even going to use this, ser- this sermon. Uh, I was like, this, this, this word is silly and it doesn't need to be in the sermon. And as I've prepared this week for what was about to come out, I'm realizing how prophetic this word is and how radical it needs to be inserted into this church specifically. I don't know if you know, but our church has been growing. And oftentimes, the words that I'm speaking to you, God is speaking to me. And so I get saved every Sunday morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, like these sermons, like they're good for you, but they're really good for me. And, uh, and so I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And God has been telling me to wait for a long time. We've been praying for a new building for I can't tell you how long. We grew out of this place a long time ago. And I'm reminding the Lord, hey, Lord, we need a new building. I'm thankful this morning. I woke up this morning and I'm praying for Access Church. I don't know if you guys know, but they, they meet over here at George Jenkins High School and, and they've grown out of the sanctuary that they're in. So they started a third service this morning and uh, I'm praying that God fills that building for them. Why? Because I wanna see the kingdom of God grow. And I'm grateful for churches that are healthy and that are growing and people are getting saved and God is moving because that's what we're about. We wanna see the church grow. And it's really crazy because it depends on who you talk to, but a lot of people are like, well, God's not moving. You ain't been to the Way Community Church on a Sunday morning, y'all. It's, it's hopping up in here. Ain't nowhere to sit, and it's great. Anyways, uh, we're grateful for what God's doing. Uh, but God is telling me to wait. And so as I close my eyes and I pray, I think of, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you can see this image of a screaming child and a mom saying, it's just give me a minute. I am literally fixing the food. I am putting it in the bottle right now. Like if you just wait one second and the kid thinks it's dying right now. Like, oh man, I need food. The parents say, just give me one minute. It's coming. And I hear God prophetically speaking this over your life right now. Amen. Just wait one minute. We're going to talk about this. So uh, the first part of this story, I broke this down into three parts today, and I wanted to tell you what happens in the scripture when, when man doesn't wait. Well, there's this really cool story that happens in, uh, for the sake of time today. I've got a lot of material I'm going to cram into a small time. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, there's, oh, I have to read a passage of scripture first. It's in Isaiah chapter 40, and it says this, have you not known Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the earth and the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He, he, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases their strength. And even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Those that wait on the Lord, listen, everyone here is gonna run out of energy. Everyone here is gonna hit the wall. Everyone here is gonna have, be so overwhelmed mentally, physically, and you will shut down, even if you're young. Those that wait on the Lord. I don't know if you understand when Jesus says to him who has ears, let him hear. But you gotta understand, your strength is only gonna get you so far. And we believe we have a relationship with a supernatural God. And this is the relationship that compels us and gives us all the strength that we need to get through what it is we're about to go through. I got to tell you that there is a secret today that this world does not know. It's waiting on the Lord. It doesn't make no sense in the world that we live in. Waiting on anything doesn't make sense because everything in our world is now, 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 now. But in any relationship, you gotta turn the timer off if, there's, if that relationship is gonna grow. Is, is that right? Hey, look, we need to shut out the world for a second. We need to be alone. We need to talk about where this relationship is going. Does it have a future? How are we doing right now? Sometimes you gotta turn the timer off and wait. First Samuel chapter 13, there's this story about uh, Samuel and, uh, and this King Saul. And, and uh, as, as you read it in the natural, it really doesn't make much sense. In the natural, as the story reads, uh, there was this prophet who said to this king who was about to go to war. See, this army rose up against Israel and they were about to overtake them. You have to understand how terrifying that would be if we found out today that we were being invaded by China and Russia. It would be overwhelming. And Samuel, the prophet, said to King Saul, hey, look, I'm going to meet you at this certain location in seven days at this time. And when we get there, it's important that we sacrifice to the Lord before this war. And so the time came and King was there. He's standing on the mountain and the prophet didn't show up. That joker was late. He was late. It's, it's like all my, my wife, you know, she's Spanish. And sometimes she ain't ever on my schedule and it drives me crazy and I get irritable and I'm like, babe, come on, it's time to go. You know, it's time, right? Miss Alicia, she knows all about, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is mortified and she hates me right now. Listen, and when the time is ticking, we have to go. We can feel we getting anxious, but can you imagine the anxiousness multiplied because there's a war about to happen and all of our soldiers are getting nervous and they're wondering, hey dude, why aren't we fighting? Hey dude, why aren't we fighting? Hey, why aren't we fighting? And it said that the people begin to scatter. So Saul says, wait, look, I'll just do it myself. Let's get a sacrifice over here and uh, let's do it. We sacrifice to the Lord. Good. Let's go to war. Samuel shows up right before the war starts and says, hey, 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 time out. What's happening? Well, you said you were going to meet me here. You were late, Jack. And uh, so we sacrificed to the Lord. In the natural, it looks like what's going on. And this was the beginning of, of the Lord telling King Saul that he was about to lose his calling as king of Israel. The next time we see the same story, it's something that God speaks specifically to, to King Saul, and he does a lot of good things right, and we hear this, this famous statement that comes out about obedience is better than sacrifice. Because what happens is when you disobey, now we have to fix what's wrong. And if we just obey in the first place, we don't have to fix what's wrong. Does that make sense? So let me tell you what happens in this story. 
as, I, as I'm thinking about, well, why would it be so important that they waited for, King, for the prophet Samuel to make this sacrifice? Well, think about it. Someone who doesn't do sacrifices and doesn't have a place in sacrificing, it's so important for the people of the war to sacrifice before they go to war because if they don't sacrifice beforehand, if they don't dedicate their hearts and focus their attention on God, they may mistake their victory for, the, for their own. It's like when I forget that all the finances that I've earned are mine. No, 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 no. Not 10% is the Lord's. 100% of my finances are the Lord's. And now God, hey, look, this is all yours. You can have whatever you want in my life. When I forget that. And so it's important for the, the king to wait for Samuel to come because when Samuel would sacrifice the, the animals and all of the people would come and they'd dedicate their hearts and they would bow and their attention, and there'd be reverence and there'd be focus and everyone would be all in. And what happens when we don't wait and we rush out ahead of the Lord? And Samuel, or King Saul, rushed out ahead of the Lord. He sacrificed the animals, said, let's go to war, guys. And here's the problem. There are things that are happening in our lives that if we aren't willing to be patient for. I'm telling you, we live in a generation where this is the mindset. If God doesn't do it for me, I'll do it myself. Let a three-year-old cook his own dinner. You want the chicken? It's not done yet. We've all, anyone ever been there before when you ate it before it was ready to come out? And now we, what we've just learned is, look, well, we'll eat it cooked. We'll just microwave it. We'll just cook it as fast as we can. I'm telling you, you're praying for a wife in this room right now. You don't want her or him before they're ready to be married. You may be ready. That's right. I'm, but the one that the Lord wants for you, if they're not ready, trust me, you don't want to open that can. Uh, it, it'll be bad. You don't want to have the promotion that you're praying for before your character is ready to keep that job. You don't want to have the anointing and the calling that you're, oh God, give me signs and wonders. Listen, I've seen a lot of people on TV that get the anointing to have signs and wonders ministries. And when their character can't keep them there, they end up as an internet sensation. God, I want what you have for me when I'm ready to have it. And you got to know the difference. And we're screaming children. I know you don't feel like it because you're 68 years old. But you're a two-year-old baby who is starving and screaming, I need it now. I need the promotion now. I got to have the money now. And you don't need to have it now. You want to have it now. And you will live. A little bit longer, if you learn to wait on the Lord, and you'll mount up with wings like eagles, and you'll run and not be weary, and you'll walk and not faint. Does this make sense to anyone? Yes. Usually, you usually have to wait for that which is worth waiting for. The things that aren't worth waiting for, you can get. Man, that's why McDonald's is so daggone easy, because it's not worth the weight. But if it's going to be good today, it's football Sunday. I'm cooking ribs. 
and we're going to slow cook those bad boys. We're going to cook them for like four and a half hours, man, nice and slow, because each bite is going to be so much more glorious when you take its time. Yes. Here's the next thing that I, wanted, that I believe that the Lord wanted you to understand is that the Lord, I, and I don't know, this is new, okay? So this may not be as biblical, um, and so I would take this with a grain of salt. This is pretty dangerous. I realize I'm saying this. Uh, but to some of you, this may be yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's correct. I think the Lord's time doesn't work the same way it does for us. Now, everything we do on this earth revolves around that clock, right? Tick, 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 tick. But I don't know if God at all is submissive to that thing. What if the way God operates is actually through seasons, not through schedule? It used to be maybe you had like one bill, like, 400 years ago, it was like maybe rent or you you know, you paid someone for your land. And, and before there was bills and rents, people actually just got money and paid for it in one payment. And then there wasn't a monthly payment for anything. But now we have about 25 different bills, right? Got to pay Netflix, got to pay cable, got to pay the internet, got to pay the phone bill, got to pay car insurance, got to pay the car, got to get gas money, got to have everything is on the schedule. And so when funds are low and the bill collector's calling, tick, 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 tick. God, where are you? God, where are you? God, where are you? And we act just like King Saul. What if God operates the way that we see him talking about through the whole Old Testament, through the whole New Testament, and that's seasons. There's seed time and harvest. Because you had to put seed in the ground and wait for it to sprout. And you had to wait for it. Listen to the scripture. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at this too obviously, but there's a, there's a passage of scripture. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, the greatest warfare of our time. I've heard this said so many times, Billy Graham, Jason Upton said it once, the greatest warfare of our time is waiting and being. And so many of us lose character while waiting. And we get impatient and we run off to marry. And we get impatient and we run off to, to take another job. And we don't like the job we have. We feel discontent. We feel this. And so we, we, we rush the situation. And I'm sorry to tell you. But as a parent, when I see my kids being impatient, it, I'm not worried at all about what's going to happen because I understand. What if God isn't worried at all? Zero about what's driving you crazy right now. I don't think he's even like nervous or frustrated or even may not even be a blimp on his radar. It's just chilling. It's fine. Hey, come here and have relationship with me. Okay, I have to move on. So uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one and two, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest, right? So li listen to this. In, in, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, it's like the most obvious thing in the world to me about seed time 
in harvest? What is it that you're investing in right now? Are you trying to reap a relationship? Are you trying to reap a promotion? Are you trying to reap a financial gain? Are you trying to reap an anointing? Here's what I need you to know. I don't know what it is you're waiting for, but listen to this verse in light of whatever it is you're trying to get up out as a harvest into your life. Genesis or Galatians chapter six. Do not be deceived. God's not mocked. He's, it's not his fault. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. For whoever sows to the flesh will reap of the flesh corruption. He that sows of the spirit will reap of the spirit everlasting life. Let us not grow weary in well-doing while doing good. For in a due season, you shall reap a harvest if you don't lose heart. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. If you want corn, you got to put corn in the ground. If, if you want a, a promotion at work, you're going to have to get some elbows dirty. You know, you're going to have to work a little harder to get to where you want to be. If you want to be a better athlete, you're going to have to put the work in. You're going to have to sow into that scenario. If you want your marriage to be better, it's not their fault. You've got to work also. I don't know what it is that you're asking God for, but whatever you sow is what you'll reap. But there's a timing. See, here's the thing about music. We've been talking a lot about music, right? Is this thing on? Yeah, let me play for you. I was gonna... See, it's not just hearing the key of G, but one thing when you learn music, you'll learn that it's, if you're gonna be able to play music, it's not just being able to play the key. They muted me, them jerks. Um, <laughs> It's not just being able to play the key of G, but it's being able to play the key of G in timing. There's a rhythm to life. And if you're going to be a musician on the stage, you have to find the rhythm of the band, of the timing of what's going on around you. So what you don't realize is that if you want that, that, that promotion, God's got to move some things around. He's got to get someone out of that job. to get, And he's trying to, he loves them also. It's not just about you. I know the world feels like it's only about me, but he's got to get someone ready to get out of that job so that he can set them up for their next season before he can put you in it. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you, I know you want that girl, but he's got to heal her. He's got to get her in a community where people can invest in her life, where some of the, the, the problems of life can get worked out of her. He, we're waiting. It's, there's a whole process going. There's a rhythm to waiting. And you got to know that rhythm isn't yours. You're part of a bigger picture. Like it's great if you can play, but can you play to that beat? Because that's when you're actually, you've got it. Here's the thing that you need to know. Remember we're disciples. You aren't the big deal in this universe. In fact, he is. Jesus said, my sheep know me and they know my voice and they follow me. What I need to make sure that you know before you leave today is that you're not in charge. And you have to be willing to follow if, in fact, you're going to follow. But when he says you got to wait, and there ain't nothing else going on here today, Jack, but we're waiting. And I don't know about you, but you're waiting on something. Either you're waiting on an anointing you're waiting on a gifting. You're waiting on a relationship. You're waiting on a healing. You're waiting on a financial breakthrough. You're waiting on something. If you're not, 
then next week's sermon is going to be really good for you. (laughs) And here's what I want you to know is that how frustrating it must have been for the disciples. Because it's not just them that struggled with this. We struggle with it. Every, Every generation has struggled with, I'm ready to go. All right, I got my mission. I'm ready to go. This is what happened. Jesus died. He resurrected. And he said to them, I want you to go into all the nations, into all the world, and preach the gospel and make disciples. You're here. You're a disciple that someone else made. You didn't end up here on your own. It was because of someone else's faith that got you to where they are. That's awesome. So the disciples said, all right, Jesus, we're ready to go. And the very last thing that Jesus said to the disciples, he wanted them to do one thing. Do one thing before he ascended to heaven. You know what that one thing was? To wait. I want you to do one thing. Let me show you this verse. It's it's in Acts chapter one. Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. And once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift that he promised. Uh, Can you, I'm sorry, can you change the translation to NKJV or NIV or any other translation? Uh, but he says, do not leave Jerusalem. Let me, let me read it to you right here. One occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He didn't ask them to do anything. He wasn't telling them that you had to do something to get the Holy Spirit. Nope. Jesus died on the cross. You didn't have to do that. He rose again. You didn't have to do that either. And the Lord poured his spirit out. You didn't have to do that neither. But in order for you to go and do what he said we need to do, the only thing that matters is eternity. People are are dying and will go to hell if they don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This is truth. And the commandment for us to go is real. The most important thing going on in our life, I know that there's like some money things, there's some healing things, but we gotta go and reach the lost. And so Jesus said, look, I'm gonna pour out my spirit. I'm gonna send you. Before I send you, I'm gonna give you my spirit. You ain't gotta do nothing but sit and wait. Why is that important? Because what matters to God is relationship. It's the only thing that matters to him. If you're willing to wait and do nothing, then you're willing to talk to him. He doesn't want you to have the Holy Spirit for you. He doesn't want you to have the Holy Spirit for the, He wants you to have the Holy Spirit for us. We need this time together. So what is it that you're waiting on? So when Jesus said, hey, look, Here's what you need before I send you to this big thing. I know that what you think you need is finances. I know that what you think you need is a healing in your marriage. But what if what you really need, more than anything, is to connect with God? And go back to the first thing that he said was to come here. Wait on me. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They would walk and not faint. Will you wait? This doesn't make sense in our culture because we're going to fix it. We live like everything depends on me. And, 
And that's not actually true. And the people around us need to understand the miracle that God is alive and that he's moving in your life and through you and that he can empower you and the strength that you have is not yours and the joy that you have is not yours. And I, 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 man, I feel like this is so strong for some people, but there are some people right now we are freaking out because there is something that we want. And like a two-year-old child, we are screaming, God, when are you gonna give it to me? Wait. Wait, wait with me. This is about us more than it's about stuff. Stuff will come. Things will happen. What needs to happen is you need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and listen, I, I know that there's some old timers here that like receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit isn't like what happened 35 years ago at camp, whatever, it's a daily thing where we get filled up like it's Jesus and me and we're connecting and God's here and will you slow everything down and wait? What I want you to know is I know that I know that I know that I know that I've been following God for 20 years and God speaks to me every day and sometimes I don't care to listen because I want to know, God, when are you going to, when are you going to give me my church building? God, when are you going to, Drop a $100,000 check on my, in the Broughton household. You know what I mean? $100,000. Who wants to be a millionaire? Me. God, when are you going to answer my prayer? We're all waiting on that check. I think what matters most is um, when we slow it down and we connect with God. And he says, here's, here's what's funny. Let me go back to that verse in Acts chapter, chapter one. Here's, here's what's so funny about this. Because this is what I do, man. This is my problem. This is probably some of your problem too. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. Would you come? Uh, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, and in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right? So he told them, I just want you to wait. They hear that. Now you have to understand what's actually happening. Jesus died. He rose from the grave. Holy moly, big deal going on here. He said, hey guys, I want you to go out and do great things. And the only thing that's on their mind is not what he's actually saying. It's the same thing that's going on in all your minds right now. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I can see you daydreaming. I've been so watching that the whole sermon right now. This is what the disciples are doing. He says, I want you to do one thing and that's wait. And they go, yeah. Um, hey, Jesus, question. So when, we, uh, when, when, when they met together, they asked him, Lord, is it at this time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Gosh. No. Don't worry about the time or the date. Don't worry about the time or the date. Don't worry about the time or the date. My father has said by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll, you need the Holy Spirit because you're crazy without him. So I'm telling you, ask your spouse, they'll tell you. Ask your neighbor, they'll tell you. And, and the Holy Spirit's not weird. He's actually a comforter. He's a guide. He will lead you into all truth, the Bible says. Some of you are waiting. And the problem may be that we're waiting 
on the wrong thing. Says your pastor, who's impatient about wanting a new building so our church can continue to grow. All right, so maybe God, what you actually really want is to us to sit and wait on you. crazy, the disciples, um, how much they prepared for three years, and then Jesus told them to go, and they're all, they got all together, they're all ready, and then he said, wait, and it, how, how weird it must have been for them to say, wait, and wait for the Holy Spirit, like, who's the Holy Spirit, what, what's that, where's that coming from, what am I, how do you wait, how long am I supposed to wait for, and what's this thing going to look like before, because we're ready to go, Lord, and there's some of you here in this room right now saying, I'm ready. And I just I want to ask you one thing. Will you let Jesus be Lord? I know you think you're ready. But I'll tell you right now, when you're ready, Daddy's going to tell you. When it's ready, it's going to be a green light. What's the Holy Spirit going to look like when he comes? How will I know? Huh. You'll know. Don't worry. <laughs> 